Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast coming up. Chris Sigurdsson at Interlake Roofing, actually on top of a roof as he tries to get it reshingled before the snow flies. My weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson, on the Colorado low that's bearing down on us. And Jay Deering, U of M flood expert on flood concerns. But wait, it's fall, not spring. And why are they putting the floodway into operation? Please rate the podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast. And now the podcast. And as we wait for this weather, whatever it's going to be, it will be different in different parts of the province. Whatever it is, people that work outside, whatever the profession, whatever the job, they're working hard to get it done. And joining us now on the phone to give us a sense of how people are rushing to get the outdoor stuff done, Chris Sigurdsson. Chris is uh, the owner of Interlake Roofing. Good afternoon, Chris. Hey, Al. How are you? How's it going? Good. Are you on a roof right now? I am. You could probably hear the wind in the background here. I can. And I'm sure you're trying to get it done before this weather hits, eh? Yeah, you betcha. Hopefully it uh, holds out for a couple more hours, then we're good here. And then you'll get that one done. How many more before the snow really flies? Um, I don't know. Depends. Uh, depends when uh, when the snow's going to come and stay. But hopefully this uh, this Colorado low is not going to stick around very long. So, but I've got another. I've got a bunch of bunch of jobs lined up still. So we're going to keep plugging away until uh, until the weather turns to about minus fifteen or so. Really? Wow. And I guess this time of the year, you're always pushing hard to get as many roofs in as you can, but this weather seems to be surprising us. It's hitting us a bit earlier than normal. Yeah, no doubt. I think last year it snowed around the first week of October Yep. and uh, kind of stuck around a bit too, if I remember correctly. So, But then we but then we worked until probably January, so right. because so, it, uh, it never, never got that cold, but there was snow around, but... Um, yeah, as long as it's not too cold, we're, we're going to keep giving her. And the snow does make it difficult, though, obviously, <laughs> to get stuff done. Sure. And what about your other roof buddies? Are they working hard to get roofs done here before this snow uh, hits, rain or snow, whatever we're going to get? It's a Colorado low. It could be ugly. And then what about other people in construction and trades like you? Are they telling you the same thing? Yeah, everybody's just trying to get it done before, uh, before we get to... Uh, too much winter but like it doesn't matter if it's what day of the week sunday monday saturday we we just uh we just got to get her done so chris i'll let you get back at it thanks a lot for doing this i appreciate it hey Al, you bet anytime eh? chris sigurdsson interlake roofing literally taking two minutes out of his day trying to finish a roof before the weather hits a couple of minutes here for me on the radio my weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson, joins us on the phone now uh, to chat about this. And uh, Bruce, uh, first of all, good afternoon, pal. Well, thank you. You too. I talked to you yesterday and I said, hey, you want to come on? And you said, you know what? Maybe tomorrow because you wanted to wait for this Colorado low uh, to get over the Rockies. So before we uh, get into what you know at this point, I read your text 
from 8 o'clock, just before 8 o'clock this morning at the start mm-hmm. of this show about half an hour ago. But um, maybe just explain why you have to wait for that system to get over the Rockies. Why is that so important? Well, because it, if it's on the west side of the Rockies, you don't know where it's going to emerge. Let's say it came out at Colorado Springs. Let's say instead it came out of Pueblo, which is about 70 kilometers away. Well, it's two different places, so it changes the track just in that alone. But also the upper-level wind that's going to encounter could be different direction and speed right. on those two different places it could come out. So until it's on this side of the Rockies, it's really hard. It's in the Rockies now, but it will get this side later today. And that may change the forecast a little bit, but hopefully not. Um, but I do know what I just looked at is is going to be swinging up through south-central Minnesota and then straight north. That brings some of the warm air further west, so that's why the snow-rain line has moved further west, and it's going to be pretty close to Winnipeg. And one of the things, it goes back and forth, and at night it could be snow and freezing rain in places, and then during the day some of those places will change back to rain. Interesting. So this could be good news for us here in Winnipeg. And as you said, this changes. It's fluid. But right now, uh, this morning, of, of what almost six hours ago, you were saying we'd probably get snow and the rain-snow line would be east of us. Now you're saying it's going to be right around Winnipeg. So a lot of what we get may be rain as opposed to snow. Yeah, it might be. And then, of course, once this gets on the other side of the Rockies in a few hours, it, models might change it again, push it even further west, which would make it more rain for Winnipeg and less snow, or push it east, and then Winnipeg gets back into the, you know, where it's more snow. The, the biggest area of snow right now is showing south of Portage Prairie, maybe about 60 centimeters or more in that bullseye area. So, that, I mean, that's a lot. And, you know, it's, it's south of Portage La Prairie by 30, 40 kilometers. So, it's somewhere in that area, it's um, it looks like that's, they're under the gun big time on the, in this storm the way it looks right now. Wow. Two feet of snow south of Portage. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's quite possible. And it's, you know, it's unusual, but it can happen. And we're actually, I'm thinking about it, pretty lucky in Winnipeg if it, does, if it is, goes for further west, like I said it might. Um, because if we were to get that, that say 60, 70, centimeters of snow that would have been a lot like the march of 66 blizzard and we you know i someday we're going to hit that again we're going to have a monster like that hopefully this monster stays away but we'll see we'll see you know um yesterday i had mike conkin on and i love mike and mike's fantastic at what he does but people were asking for you bruce people were texting they were emailing they were phoning saying where's bruce where's bruce and i explained yesterday that you kind of wanted to wait until this thing uh, got uh, maybe not across the Rockies, but a little further through the Rockies before you really came mm-hmm. out and started talking about this. And I'll just explain to people, uh, we have lots of, when we have a story on CGOB that we're talking about throughout a day, we have lots of different voices, lots of different opinions. And that's why we have Mike Conkin on after the 2.30 news. We're having you on now. I see this as an opportunity to, you know, talk to different people about, because forecasting is an imperfect science, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We're not at that level yet. And especially, like I said, with the storm on the other side of the Rockies, those are really hard to predict simply for the reasons I mentioned. And we don't have the technology yet. Maybe we will someday where we could just nail it. But I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if that will happen. 
Yeah. The other thing I like chatting with you about is uh, you will at least, while a lot of forecasters don't like to talk about weather too far out, you will give your sense of even what a season is going to be like. Obviously, it feels early. Are we getting an early start to fall, maybe a real early start to winter? And what do you think we're going to see this winter around here? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, of course, I saw the trees changing in July again this year. Now, again, we're dealing with snow in October. But I am not sure just how cold it's going to be. But we don't have a La Nina. We don't have an El Nino because, you know, it's pretty much it's, it's neutral. So it's not really going to be a factor. But there are other things that could be. I don't have to keep watching those. And once we get done with harvest, I'm going to have more time to look and see exactly what winter is going to be like or as close to it as possible. Yeah, and by the way, for new listeners or people that aren't too familiar with Bruce, uh, Bruce lives in Lancaster, Minnesota, and he works for a farmer down there. Kind of a funny situation. We've got a guy in Lancaster, Minnesota, watching Winnipeg's weather. But you're a weather geek. You, you like doing this kind of stuff. Yep. How is harvesting going for you guys down there? Because that's a big part of the story here, right? We had all this rain. We've got still crop in the fields, and, and now we've got snow coming. Exactly. It's it's uh, been it's really slowed it down. We're doing beets right now, and we were hammering it yesterday and today. We want to get as much done before this rain comes in as we can because that's going to shut us down for probably a week or more. And uh, you know, it's, it's not welcome. We'll put it that way. Um, I can't say it the way some of them have said it because I'm on air. But <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> so uh, let's just and, summarize. And I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. Too. The farmers may get lots of sex, but sometimes their workers don't. I'm a good example of that. <laughs> good line. I'm glad you interrupted me and got that one in there. Uh, by the way, I am getting so many. Uh, you know, it's funny. Cam, jump in here. Every morning we have a news meeting at about 8.15, and we go, oh, what are we going to talk about today? What will people want to talk about? What will be of interest? And I threw this one out there, right? And it, uh, it we're talking about it, but it didn't end up, you know, something that we're going to talk about throughout the day. Farmers having more sex than any other profession. But you know what? Just based on the number of text messages and emails and phone calls that we can't air uh, that we're getting on this, it's obviously of interest to people. So I'm glad you threw that out, Bruce. That's funny. Hey, I'll just um, uh, quickly, uh, what was I going to say now? Now, you you got the funny line in, but it, it uh, broke my broke my train of thought. I was going to say something about you, and I can't remember what it is now. Uh, okay, well, it doesn't matter. Oh, I was going to say, in summary then, so what you're seeing right now, and this can change, right? We've got to make sure people understand oh, yeah. that. You feel like the snow-rain line, where it's going to be a mix of both, is going to be, at this point anyhow, around Winnipeg. And you think right. most... Fact, Go ahead. Oh, I said, in fact, you could even see, let's say somebody is in Headingley, somebody's in Dugold. There could be a significant difference in snowfall between those two places, just west of town and just east of town. Huh, interesting. So right now you see the rain-snow line, that mix, around the Winnipeg area, but you're seeing the most snow at this point, 60 centimeters possibly, two feet of snow south of Portage La Prairie. Right. That's what I'm seeing right now. Wow. All right. Well, Bruce, uh, not great news, but as I said earlier, maybe maybe we'll dodge a bullet. I know not everybody's going to dodge the bullet, but maybe we will here in Winnipeg, and I appreciate your help, pal. Thanks a lot. Oh, sure. And um, hopefully this will be the last one we deal with like this for a while. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Have a great day, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Good luck with the sugar beets. That is my weather expert buddy, Bruce Johnson.
Jay Deering is a civil engineer and a flood expert at the University of Manitoba, and he joins us on the phone. Good afternoon, Jay. Hi, Hal. How are you? Great. Thanks a lot for doing this. I, I really appreciate it. So uh, driving home last night past the Red River, man, it is really high, and it seems weird to be talking flooding in the fall like this. Should we be worried for now or in the spring? Uh, give us the breakdown. You're our flood expert. Well, it, it's very early to be worried. Uh, I mean, certainly the, the precipitation that we're seeing that's caused the river to rise is, is undoubtedly uh, going to drain itself off over the, over the winter. And then the other things that would contribute to a spring flood would be you know, the amount of snow that we do get over the winter, how fast that snow melts, whether it rains, uh, whether it's complicated by ice dams. So a lot of other stars really have to align before we start talking about a large flood. That said, uh, we we have been in similar territory before. Both 2008 and 2010 uh, did have very high fall water levels on the Red River. Not quite as high as they are now, but pretty high. And uh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll get a step ahead of you and point out, or before you actually say to me, yes, you said 2008 and 2010. And both 2009 and 2011 were fairly significant flood years. Right. So it's, you know, it's, it's an ingredient, but, but I, I can't stress enough that it's simply too far out uh, to, to say that we should be worried uh, about a, a serious spring flood. All right, here's another question for you. We just got confirmation that the floodgate will be put in operation tonight. How unusual is that for this time of year? I believe that will be a first. That does not surprise me. Certainly when I had a look at the uh, water level on the red, and you can track it over the last five days and see that it's risen uh, quite significantly up to about 14 feet James Avenue. You have a look at the forecast for the next three or four days. We're expecting a couple of additional inches likely of precipitation. Uh, That is likely to sustain water levels on the red in excess of 14 feet, probably close for 10 days. And for people that know floodway rules, when you have water levels, ideally, I should say, noting that it was written for the summer, for the summer operation of the floodway, when you have water levels in excess of 14 feet for 10 days, then comes in rule four where you uh, lift the gates and you attempt to mitigate some of the high water levels within the city in order to offset uh, uh, damages that, that, that are typically associated with high water levels on the red, including sewer backup. Now, we're also seeing higher water levels in the lakes, and I have lakefront property, and I've seen some bad fall storms in the past that have done damage on my property and uh, property that belong uh, belongs to my neighbors. And so I know how high water levels, and we see wind gusts in the forecast up to 60. Uh, w- what about up in cottage country, up in the inner lake and places like that? Well, high water levels and strong winds, of course, are never uh, uh, are never uh, desired things you want to see for anyone that, that, that owns a cottage. The higher water level exposes, uh, further exposes the uh, shoreline, uh, and the high winds, of course, whip up the waves. The water's deeper. The waves are able to penetrate further up the shoreline, likely leads to increased erosion. So definitely a, a concern. 
let's hope those high winds don't materialize in a direction that's that's negative for property owners. But right now, we shouldn't be worrying about the spring. A lot of things have to happen. There are other factors. So even though the, the river levels are high now, high enough that they're going to put the floodway into operation, it's too soon for us to be terribly concerned. It is way too soon because we right. know that the high water level we're seeing now will draw down over the winter. The one thing, of course, that does remain is we do start, we do go in to the winter with very saturated soil that will freeze up. So when the soil does begin to thaw out in the spring, we know that it will be starting from a relatively saturated uh, point of view, which means we're probably going to get more runoff than we do infiltration. All right. Jay, thanks a lot for doing this. I really appreciate it. You're most welcome. Bye-bye now. Jay Deering, a civil engineer and flood expert at the U of M. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.